Welcome to Feed Your Health, a weekly podcast with your host Morgan Shepherd, where we'll be taking a deep dive into the big dial movers of health, focusing on movement, nutrition, and stress management. You'll get tangible takeaways, tactical knowledge, and exclusive stories to inspire and empower you on your transformational health journey. Let's get thriving. Welcome to the podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about the different tools that we use in order to help us get things done. A lot of us suffer from getting distracted very easily. And in today's world, that's very common. But I've noticed that with me, with a lot of my clients, we utilize different tools that help us be able to do things like, you know, have better eating habits, be on top of our movement, be on top of our sleep habits. And I feel like it's important to talk about because we sometimes forget that all of these different things play into how we show up. So today's podcast is going to be about the different games that we play with ourselves in order to help us achieve our goals. And I'm also going to touch on the different tools that I've used, that my clients use, and that can be really useful in helping you achieve those habits or start implementing those habits. I know for me, there are different things that I do to help get me to the gym faster, to help get me eating those healthier meals more often, to help me get to bed on time. And that can look different for different people. And I'm really just going to go through a list of a couple of the things that you can start to implement to make getting things done easier. Because we really have this tendency of getting distracted and not prioritizing the things we need to prioritize to have healthier habits. I feel like it's important to touch on these things, give you a couple tactics, give you a couple tools that you can start implementing today so that you can have those habits become a part of your life. I think it's really important to start with small goals. Sometimes we bite off more than we can chew and we set these aspirational goals that we can't even achieve and so we don't even try. We don't even do them because they just seem so large. So a lot of times I'll have my clients start with something really small. Like say you want to make sure that you're getting protein with every meal and that it's, you know, 20 to 30 grams of protein for every meal. Well, if you're not doing that already, starting with trying to do that for three meals a day is going to seem really challenging. So one of my clients right now is literally just focusing on making sure that they have a balanced meal with their dinner. And that means they're prioritizing their protein with their dinner. Instead of trying to do it for breakfast and lunch, they're just starting with that one goal. And we did that for a couple weeks, and then we'll move into trying to have it with lunch and dinner. So one of the first tools is to focus on setting smaller goals and then celebrating those wins. Because sometimes we just keep powering through without taking the time to really acknowledge the progress that we're making. And having a reward system is going to look different for everybody because the things that, you know, make you happy or satisfy you are going to be totally different than the things that I find rewarding. So, you know, finding what works for you as far as like having a reward system is going to be one of the key things to focus on. Maybe that's you reward yourself with some extra TV time or you reward yourself with like a healthy protein shake or a green juice or a bath or maybe a little extra time meditating or some form of stress relief. But find some little reward. Maybe it's a new pair of shoes or a new workout outfit. Something that will make you feel like, oh, this was worth doing and I want to do it again because I expect a reward. I also find that making a task list 
for your day is really useful. We are so often distracted by all these different things that we forget what the main things we are trying to prioritize are. So for me, I write down every day on the schedule what my workout is going to be or what my movement is going to be for the day. Because if I don't write it on the schedule, if I don't plan for it, then it's very likely that I won't get it done. And I also try to pick a time to do the thing. I can't always do that because my schedule is very like not controllable. There's too many things, too many different puzzle pieces for me to put it on the schedule at a specific time every day. But I do try and like include that in the schedule. So if you're not getting in three meals a day, try putting that on your schedule. Try writing in your lunch times. Try writing down, hey, bring a lunch to work or, you know, pick up groceries so that you can have dinner ready. You know, write the things down that you know that you need to focus on in order for you to get them done and make them the priority of the day. And make sure that you're not doing more than like three things a day because if you're making your list 10 things long, the likelihood of you getting to all of those things is, you know, not very high. So focus on three things at a time and you're more likely to have success with that. Another big one is involving others. Now, whether that is your friends or your family or your coworkers, but involving others in your process. So, you know, if you're going to go for a walk, go for a walk with a friend. If you are planning healthier meals, include your family members and be like, hey, we're trying to focus on this thing. We want to have these healthier foods. Help me come up with some ideas for things that you want to eat during the week. And then we can work on that. And maybe even like if you are ordering takeout, find healthier restaurants that you and your family enjoy or you and your friends wanna go eat at. Including others helps you feel like you're not going through this alone. And that can be really life-changing because like I know I worked to try and change my body by myself for the longest time, but it wasn't until I found community and I like connected with other people who were going through the same experience as me that I realized that like I'm not alone on this journey and it doesn't have to feel so hard. And another aspect of that is giving yourself permission to delegate or to ask for help. You know, say you don't have the groceries, you don't have the time to go buy them, ask your partner to go do that or ask your roommate to go buy the groceries and you'll just Venmo them the money. Find a way to delegate certain things that you're not able to get to. Finding ways to delegate things to other people so that you can free up more time to do the things that you need to prioritize in order to improve your health is gonna be one of the biggest things that can help you in this process. And I know it can be hard to be like, okay, but what can I possibly delegate to somebody else? I only one who can do these things. Well, that takes some time and you're gonna have to figure that out. But like, maybe it's you need to go to the gym so your partner has to pick up the kids from school and that's just something that you guys have to negotiate. Finding a way to negotiate and stand up for the things that you need to do to support your own health is really important. A big one I feel is when you remove some of the pressure of feeling like you have to do these things or that you should be doing these things. I know for me, I have this little nagging feeling of guilt when I don't make it to the gym in the morning. And it's constantly there reminding me, oh, you need to go to the gym. You should go to the gym. If you don't go to the gym, you're going to feel bad about it. And having that little, ugh, I don't like that. I hate that feeling. So one of the things that I work on doing is prioritizing going to the gym earlier so that I can remove that pressure, remove that gross feeling later in the day. 
and giving myself permission to feel like I enjoy the process, remembering the benefits that I get out of it. What happens when I go to the gym? I feel great. My body feels good. I am more energized. I'm building muscle to work on the body that I want to grow. I'm able to feel like I'm stronger and I'm not going to be as injured when I... <laughs> you know, go about my daily life. And by increasing my health, improving my muscle and doing all of these things, I'm able to live out the life that I want. I'm able to go rave for multiple days in a row. I'm able to go on hikes with my friends and my family. I'm able to keep up with other people. So finding those benefits and thinking about those as the reasons why you're doing something rather than I should do these things. It's more of I want to and I get to. I talked about rewards. Well, also, I like to look at it like turning it into a game. One of the things that I did when I was getting back into increasing my movement was that I would draw a little heart on the calendar every day that I succeeded at getting in movement. And just doing that was sort of like a game. I gamified the process, which means that like every day that I got in my movement, I was able to get this little heart and just that helps motivate me to do the thing. And you might be like, but Morgan, that's so simple. Why would that motivate me to do the thing? Well, just try it. It's like when you get a little sticker that says, hey, you did a good job. You want you want another sticker the next day, right? So you're going to do the thing. You're more likely to do the thing to get that sticker. Another one is visualizing the result. So, you know, I talked about thinking about the benefits and all those types of things, but, but also thinking about like, how are you going to feel? What are you going to look like? What's your life going to look like when you do these habits, when you make sure that you're eating three healthy meals a day and you're getting in your movement and you're getting adequate sleep? How are you going to feel in your life? What are you going to be able to do? Who are you going to be able to hang out with and feel good about? Visualizing that future can often help motivate you in the present to go do the thing. And one of the key tools that I find is useful for understanding how to get yourself to do things that might seem simple is to really think about when are you most productive? Because everybody has different times of day, different, you know, different moments when they're more energized and they're more like, let's go do the thing. I know for me, I'm a morning person. My body automatically wakes me up between five and six seven now with the time change, but I'm a morning person and that's when I have the most energy. So for me to be able to get things done in a productive manner, morning is perfect for that. But then I have other friends who are evening people and they are most productive at like 7 p.m. So figuring out where your energy spikes are, where your brain is most turned on, or you have the most creative energy, that's where I would say focus your energy on being like the most productive that you can. And by productive, I mean like, you know, getting in your workouts, getting in the things that you need to prioritize, making that list, making your grocery shopping list, making sure that you're planning your meals, those types of things. And for those of us who get extremely distracted very easily, I think one of the things that I like to ask clients to do is to start your day with success. So whatever that looks like, find a small little habit that you can do every day that will show you that you can be successful today. So, you know, what is something simple you could start with? The one I love to use is when you make your bed. If you make your bed every morning, that starts your day with that little moment of 
hey, I did the thing. This is clean, it's organized, it's not chaotic, it's calm, and it makes you feel like, hey, I'm in charge of my life. I'm in charge of the decisions that I'm making and the actions that I'm doing. I'm doing this thing because I know that I will feel better if I do it. Yeah, it's just pulling your covers up and making your bed and it's very simple, but like that one little thing starts your day off with success. So try that. Another thing to think about is finding little strategies to help curb impulsive eating. Because I know a lot of us struggle with overeating, struggle with snacking, boredom eating, mindless eating, all of those things. But if you find that you tend to overeat, practicing these little strategies can often help curb that. This looks like maybe drinking a glass of water before you eat your meal, or taking three deep breaths before you consume anything taking a few seconds to ground yourself into the experience of eating, putting your fork down in between bites. Another thing I make sure that I do is that if I'm gonna fill my plate with food, then I put the rest of the food away so that I'm not more likely to go back and have seconds. Now, if I'm still starving after and I still need more food, then I will allow myself to have seconds. But by putting the food away, it's not available for me to go get. I'm less likely to go grab it. And you know, it's common sense, but don't nibble and snack on things while you're cooking because a lot of times you finish the cooking process and you're like, oh, I'm not hungry anymore because I ate while I was preparing the food. And then you go eat your food anyways and you end up eating more than you need to. Another thing I like to have clients do is write out a list of all the things that they could do when they're bored and they want to eat. So it could be as simple as like going and coloring in a book, knitting, taking a walk around the block, brushing your dog, doing some cleaning, doing a little tidy, doing some kind of creative activity, reading a book, finding something to do with your hands, maybe a puzzle or painting your nails, whatever it is, find little activities that you can use to pull yourself away from that desire to eat because a lot of times you're not even hungry. And so finding something else to do instead can be really useful if you're the type of person who gets distracted and caught up in the eating and forgetting that, oh wait, I don't actually wanna be eating right now. And also try and create a pause. So when you're feeling like you're gonna get overwhelmed by emotion and you can feel like it's coming on and you know when you get emotional that you turn to food, learning to have more mindfulness around when that's happening can really help you pause and then make a different decision that is not turning towards food. I also think that just being more mindful about how you plan your meals, plan your grocery list so that you're not buying random shit. Don't deprive yourself of anything that you want to eat. Obviously have some snacks that you love, have some healthier options of desserts that you're interested in eating. But when you have a strategy, when you go into the grocery store, that's going to leave you better off than if you went in there blind. For me, I honestly hate grocery shopping, so I make sure that I am in and out as fast as possible because it's cold. I just don't like being around that many people. It's a process that I don't enjoy. So I'm strategic about it. I go in, go to the produce section, I grab all my produce, 
And then I walk around the outside of the store getting the produce and I go over to like the pantry section and I get whatever breads I'm getting or any like complex carbs that I'm going to grab, cereals, anything like that. And then I'll go over to the refrigerated section and the frozen section where I have like the tofu and the yogurts and you know whatever frozen meats that I'm getting, those types of things. So I have a strategy when I go to the store so I'm in and out as fast as possible. A grocery list can be really beneficial for that. It also helps you know exactly what you're going to eat during the week so that you're not coming home and being like, what do I do with these groceries? I don't know why I picked these things. <laughs> so if you have a, if you plan a menu and you think about exactly what you're going to have each day, I prefer flexibility, but I also like having an idea of what's available to me. So having that menu helps keep me feeling safe for the week, you know, and making sure that I always have certain staples on hand that I can always make sure I have oatmeal, I make sure that I have protein bagels, I make sure that I have multiple different protein sources, I make sure I have multiple different carbohydrate sources and a rainbow of vegetables. All of those things are tools that I utilize, strategies that I utilize so that I don't feel overwhelmed by the process. And so that when I do need to eat, I'm prepared. I can produce a meal within five to 15 minutes and not stress about it. And since we're talking about, you know, finding ways to help you get the thing done, maybe every week you take an hour to sit down and write out a grocery list and plan out what your menu is going to be for the week, what staples you're going to buy so that later in the week, you don't have to stress about it. You don't have to worry about decision fatigue. You already know what you're going to be consuming and you know that it's nutritious. And if you grab my free ultimate meal guide, you can utilize a bunch of the different flavor profiles that I share in there that can help you make sure that your meals are going to taste delicious. I know a lot of us struggle with getting in vegetables because we just don't know how to make them taste good. And that's partially why I made this meal guide. So if you're feeling like I don't really know how to make delicious veggies and making a grocery list or a, a menu is challenging, make sure to grab that. It's linked in the show notes. A lot of times we have the best intentions of going into the week and eating properly throughout the week, making sure that we're having those sweet treats on specific days so that we never feel deprived and we never have to overeat or emotionally eat. Without a plan, I feel like a lot of people aren't able to follow through with that. You may think, oh, I'm going to do it great this week. But if you don't have a plan and if you don't know what you're going to do in those moments where you're tired, in those moments where you're distracted and you just don't have the ability to make decisions around food, then you're going to have situations where you're going to overeat and you're going to turn to food for comfort and, and you're going to eat out of boredom and anxiety and stress. So having a plan, making sure to take the time to do that, maybe put on your schedule. Hey, Sunday evening, that's when we sit down and we plan our meals for the week. On Sundays, I also like to include making sure that I tidy up my environment so that I am prepared for the week because I am very distractible throughout the week. I'm focused on my business. I'm focused on my clients. I'm focused on, you know, my own little habits to make sure that I keep health a priority. And sometimes the tidiness in the house gets out of, out of whack, you know? I'm not the cleanest of people. <laughs> I have a tendency not to put things away. So if I take time on Sunday to reorient myself, make sure 
that the environment is cleaned up and things don't feel chaotic, then I can start my week from a place of calmness and a place of relaxedness. And I feel like I have a strategy going into the week. The house feels clean. I have an idea of what's going to happen and I can spend less time worrying about focusing and actually spend more time getting the things done. So as always, I hope some of this provided value. I hope you learned something. If you liked it, share it with a friend, subscribe, make sure to leave a comment, rating, or a review, and I will catch you next time. Ciao!